0: Enjoy the convenience of seven-days-a-week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds.
1: Elvis head up, finds Steve, and there's the tip
0: for Brazil! Hammer time! What was I
1: saying about wrecking the rim?
0: Hogs are going to dribble it out. Old Dominion's not going to foul. It's been an entertaining ball game. It has been an entertaining game at Bud Walton Arena tonight. Jeff Jones and his Old Dominion yeah. team came to play. They gave Arkansas pretty good rumble tonight. 86 to 77. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Hey. Every time
2: you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say
0: Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. who won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode. Because that's what's required. On a 103-7, the Buzz.
3: Tastes like too late for the analyst. Girl, I can buy a Westie world with my base stuff. I know that it's good, but you said it on my taste plus I get way too badly, will you let me do the extras Pull up on your block and break it down, we playing Tetris trust. AM to the PM, PM to the AM phone. Eat up your per diem, you just gotta hate them phone. If I quit your BM, I still rock Mercedes phone. If I quit this season, I still be the greatest phone. My left stroke just went viral. Right stroke, put little baby in a spiral. Soprano C, we like to keep it on the high note. It's levels to it, you and I know. Tell him be humble. Sit down. Sit down, little, sit down be humble. Up, up, sit down. Sit down be humble. Up, up, sit down. Sit down up, little. Little. Be humble. Up, sit down. Hull up, hull up, be humble. Up, up, sit down. Hull up, hull up,
4: Holla, holla, Sit down holla, low, holla, low. Oh, Sit down holla, 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 holla. Welcome in Out of Bounds here on 103.7 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin broadcasting live from the Hogsmeat Market Studios with you today. And thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It is a Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds, so we're going to talk about all the things that are bothering us in the world of sports. And we want to hear from you and what's bothering you. You can call or text in at 501 661 1037. Get after us in the Astro Record Live fan feedback. After me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And today we're going to have a uh, loaded show for you, just like we always do here on a Tuesday, because Josh Braun, Razorback offensive lineman, as well as a guy who's been joining us each and every Tuesday here on Out of Bounds throughout the football season. Uh, thanks to Matt Black, Allstate Insurance. He'll be joining us. We have a chance to catch up with him. And I know it's not an ideal situation to find himself in, but still talk about, not uh, only a little bit about the Auburn game, but moving forward, looking ahead to the season and what we can expect out of the next two games out of their team. So we'll ta- uh, catch up with him on that. Curtis Wilkerson of hogsports.com. Join us in the two o'clock hour. Look forward to catching up with him as we recap a little bit of last night's Arkansas game, which I know a lot of you kind of heard in the intro, maybe stayed up and watched. and you know, we'll talk about, uh, as well as the Monday Night Football game and everything, but uh, as uh, Chuck Barrett said there in a call, survived a little bit of a scare and what was a good game against Old Dominion. Uh, I thought that uh, overall, it's always nice to get a win. And you can never take it for granted, and I don't care who it is or how you do it, but winning 86-77 to 77 last night in Bud Walton Arena, and uh, having some really good performances by a few players, which I know will break down, but you know, at this point in time, people can voice their frustrations. I know Mus was very frustrated, but... I'm taking a win all day long, especially given the circumstance of this football team. And any time you can get a win on the Hill, it's always great. But Arkansas basketball may not have played their best, but still ended up with a victory, and that's all that matters.
5: Shooting well from three-point range. We continue to see that. Uh, hopefully, as a trend that continues throughout the season. But it's definitely an improvement from what we've seen in the past. And uh, you got five players in double figures, so you never can complain about a game like that. But you want to see them defend better, and that's kind of where... Muss is as far as we know that that's what he likes that's what it starts with for him and you want to be able to see them play better when it comes to that and not necessarily let the other team hit so many threes and then score so many points
4: yeah because here's the thing is like
5: you know when you have a game
4: like that that you end up being pretty good offensively and you mentioned having uh five players in double figures which is always great uh, L. Ellis, which by the way will be joining us tomorrow on the show. i Black Blackall State Insurance. Looking forward to catching up with him because he had a phenomenal game of 17 points, eight assists, and zero turnovers. So that's a you know great game out of him. Played nearly 34 minutes in this one. Uh, Debo Davis had also a really good game. 37 minutes, six of 11 from the field, 16 points, had five rebounds as well as two assists. And I think that you know again offensively, it was about as, as good as you could ask. For, to be honest, because you not only did you have really good shooting percentages, 50%, 51% from the field, 42% from three-point land, uh, free throws, yeah, no, I didn't like that, 62%, but then you add in, you only turn the ball over four times, it's the lowest total of turnovers that Eric Musselman has had on any team at the University of Arkansas, so it's like, man, I know it's uh, easier said than done, but... When you think about a game like that and you think about offense, it's like, well, it's, it, w- it looks so good. What happened? Well, how about you just listen to Eric Musselman after the game and how he felt about his team's performance?
6: Defending without fouling is something we really worked on. We got the towels out. They had to hold the towels above their head, stop touching people. The fouling was really good. How many foul shots? They take five. So defending without fouling, A+. Plus. Um Taking care of the basketball, I don't know if I've ever had a team only have four turnovers against a high steal team, against a team that is plays four guards at a time and has great quickness. So taking care of the ball, A+, plus. defensive rebounding, double F, um, transition defense, triple F, um, guarding the three, there's no great, it was so bad. So some good and some very poor.
4: So I think he just laid it out perfectly there, where he had some things that were really a plus, as good as he's ever seen, but it got uh, bounced out because of horrible defensive rebounding, as well as horrible three-point defense, which led to, of course, Old Dominion shooting 11 of 24, which is pretty good over the all in the game. But the big kicker was in the second half alone, eight of 13 from three-point land. Old Dominion uh, was able to get their shots going. So. Uh, you're not saying you're lucky to win, but usually if you go up against a team like that that's shooting lights up from three, it usually ends in disaster for you. But luckily for Arkansas, they were able to make just enough plays as it did get a little hairy. I think the closest it got there in the second half, especially late, uh, got within about four or five points. But Arkansas was still able to make plays, pull away and still get a victory, which, you know, learning. You can learn some things from this. And you can learn that, hey, there's different ways to skin a cat, different way to win games and uh, hopefully this is uh, an experience that they can take from it and be better from it moving forward too.
5: Great way to to learn a lesson from a game when it comes with a win. You, you often learn lessons that you can use moving forward through the season, and a lot of times that will come with a loss. When it comes with a win, that's a luxury where you're able to, to get what you want, your goal, and get the win for the game, but also get some things that you need to work on to help you win more games.
4: Yeah, I think that in times like this in the very beginning – of the deal, of of the entire game and of the entire season, you're able to take some good things from it and just say, you know what, we we didn't play well, we didn't have the best thing going for us, but since we won, we can learn, okay, when this happens, when we go up against a team that starts shooting really well from three-point land, when we go up against teams that start having a lot of success uh, offensively against us, you know, if we get down or if we start getting, you know, on these dry spells offensively, uh, how do we do it? What can we do to make it work? How can we how can we help it? Like that's the ultimate kicker. So uh, again, I I think it's just great that they were able to do this, and I great I think it's great that they won this way, and a good good performance out of a few guys, and you know that some guys didn't even play. Like we didn't even see Bay fall, didn't even see Joe's opinion, and Chandler Lawson only played six and a half minutes. So, uh, but yeah, I also think it's funny too, Joe, that anytime you have in college basketball certain teams that have players that may not be known for scoring or anything. Uh, just coming to Bud Walton or go up against Arkansas, where they just go crazy. Because last night uh, Devin Caesar had 18 points on eight of 12 from the field. Only played 15 minutes, and the guys averaged like two points this season. So it's it's just funny how sometimes if you get hot, you get hot. And he was one of those guys that
5: got hot from uh, from the field and was a really big part of the team keeping it close with Arkansas. Made the most of the moment and played really efficient, and that's what you want to see from players. And uh, you know he took full advantage of it. So you know even though you have players that aren't consistent like that when they have those moments then it's still a good feeling oh yeah i mean he was he
4: was feeling it and they were feeling it and they they gave it their all and they may be a team to watch for down the stretch but again arkansas gets the victory 86 to 77 also last night had a monday night football which boy what a what an interesting game that was for maybe the all the wrong reasons broncos though come up big getting a victory over the buffalo bills 24 to 22. Denver's now 4 and 5. Buffalo is sitting at 500 at 5 and 5. Russell Wilson had, a, had a, a pretty good game. I mean, he didn't have the high yardage, but very efficient as he went 24 21 193 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Josh Allen on the other hand, 15 of 26 for 177 yards, had one touchdown, two interceptions, but without a doubt the way the game ended is what people are going to remember the most as you had Denver lining up for a field goal. I don't I'm not saying it was the only way to do it, but I just thought it was rushed.
5: You know, do the do the kneel and then
4: rush the special
5: teams out there to try to get the field goal. That's Ed exactly was, what they wanted, though. Oh, because yeah. Because they wanted to leave as little time on the clock as they could. And with the first attempt, then there still would have been a, f- a few seconds on the clock, but because of the penalty, then you get that second attempt and you're able to mm-hmm. walk it off with a, a kick. And um, we talked about over the weekend that there were five games that ended like that. You can add a 6 game now. Yeah, like just
4: special teams and having it lose you the game like it did happen last night uh, just because you had 12 men on the field. Brutal. It, it, that's a brutal way to lose and a frustrating thing for the Buffalo Bills who a lot of people felt like maybe this was the year that they could finally get back into uh, possibly winning a Super Bowl. Not that they could have the the offense and all the pieces that they had, but sitting at 5-5, five and five, some of the ways that they've lost some of these games, and now they fired Ken Dorsey, their offensive coordinator, which ironically enough, person stepping in is Joe Brady as the uh, interim OC, if you want to call him that, which we know uh, he's pretty familiar did the LSU offense in the Joe Burrow year down there in Baton Rouge. That made them so good and was at Carolina for a bit. But either way, uh, just some problems there in Buffalo as they sit now at
5: five and five. And Ken Dorsey wasn't the problem. No. The problem is turn the ball over. And this game was an example of it. This game had everything. It had... The Cortland Sutton catch, which was just fantastic, didn't look like he got his feet down then when they reviewed it. You could clearly see he was able to catch the ball, get his feet down. There were turnovers. There was a pass interference that led to the Broncos getting in field goal range at the end of the game. And uh, there was some controversy with that from some people, but you can clearly see that the defender put his hand on the receiver. He did try to get his head around, but... The receiver's trying to come back for the, the ball, and he has his hand on him, so that's pass interference. Yeah. Uh, also, you saw a fumble from James Cook that happened to bounce like a basketball yeah. and bounce right back to him, and he continues running with it. Just um, some odd plays that you see through the course of games, but game was entertainment, and it was exciting because of the fact that it, it was suspenseful. It kept going back and forth. You didn't know what the outcome was going to be.
4: Yeah, that, that James Cook fumble. The odds of that happening, like, are just knowing how the football, the way it's shaped, as we all know, it it takes some weird bounces sometimes, and for it just to fumble, you to fumble it, it to bounce on the ground and then just perfectly bounce right up into your hands like that, and you and you don't even break stride, you just keep on running. It's almost like he, you know, was doing a yo-yo a little bit, just came right back to him and kept running. Like the odds of that ever happening are just, I have to be astronomical. So, it yeah. broke
5: off a long run in, in the mix of all that. Everything is going on. He's running. He's, he just continues with a stride, breaks off a long run.
4: Yeah. So again, an entertaining game. Uh hate it for the Buffalo Bills fans out there, but. Don't look now. The Denver Broncos are sitting at four and five. And so it was an entertaining game nonetheless. But we'll talk about that and a lot more throughout the show against the Trigger Tuesday, folks. We want to hear from you. What did you make of the Razorback basketball game last night? So the NFL game last night. And as I can see on our Southern Structural Solutions text line, you're still wanting to talk about Razorback football, Sam Pittman, and the possibility of moving on from him, which we are, are going to talk about too. So call or text in, 501-661-1037. More of Bounds on Trigger Tuesday coming up next.
1: Join the guys Wednesday when Morning Mayhem broadcasts live, kicking off deer season at Fort Thompson in Sherwood. Morning Mayhem live from Fort Thompson Wednesday on 103.7 The
2: Buzz.
0: Sports Center.
2: Arkansas basketball beat Old Dominion last night 86-77 to in a game that was relatively close the entire way. LLS led the Razorbacks in scoring with 17 points and an assist with 8 without turning the ball over. After the game, Coach Eric Musselman spoke on his displeasure for the defense.
6: Just our transition defense was so poor, you know, in defending the three. 11 threes is a lot of threes for us to give up because that's just not who we've been uh, historically. Going back all the way to the first year we were here where we led the nation in three-ball defense. and Same technique, not the same execution.
2: Arkansas will be back in action on Friday as they host UNC Greensboro. And last night in Conway, UA Pine Bluff beat Central Arkansas 85-83. to The Golden Lions had three players score at least 20 points, led by Rashad Williams, who had 28 points. Central Arkansas will take on Vanderbilt on Friday. Pine Bluff will host Incarnate Word on Saturday. I'm Christian
5: Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Pat Bradley joins Out of Bounds every Thursday courtesy of Motorsports Authority to discuss all things sports and so much more. Motorsports Authority has two great locations with hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Check them out online at msastore.com. Pat Bradley from Motorsports Authority on your fun and game station, 103.7 The Buzz. 103.7 The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback football coverage each week, and it's brought to you by Coffin by Design West, Guani Chevrolet, Guadne Buick GMC, Rainwater Holton Sexton, P.I. Roofing, Renai America, and Red River Ford. 103.7 The Buzz. The
6: Hogs play here. Arkansas Brewskies is excited about their second location, and it's time to add to the team. Brewskies North is hiring servers, bartenders, cooks, and managers. To apply, drop by our downtown location and fill out an application. If you want to work in a fun, professional environment, this is for you. Brewskies North is hiring servers, bartenders, cooks, and managers. Apply in person at Brewskies Downtown. For more info, check us out online at brewskiespubandgrub.com you your home for lunch, happy hour, and late night.
4: Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L01 Series is part of the tractor lineup rated number one in durability and owner experience. They feature powerful Kubota diesel engines and easy operation. The durable Kubota L01 Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Work smarter, not harder with River Valley Tractor. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. So have you been
7: living life with pain and you keep saying, well, I'm going to go to the doctor, but I really don't want to do the surgery and I don't want to be on pain meds forever. Well, I have an option for you. It's called QC Kinetics. Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk. I just had a buddy the other day that came up to me and he said, hey, look, I keep hearing your ads. I'm going to give them a try. What's the number? I'm going to tell you right now. 501-222-8440. Look, there is absolutely no reason that you need to keep living with all this joint pain. If you've got hip pain, back pain, shoulder pain, knee pain, you owe it to yourself to go by for this free consultation to QC Kinetics. There's people all over Central Arkansas that are using QC Kinetics right now and it's changing their life. It's giving them their life back. They use properties from your own body to heal your body. So there's no surgery, no downtime, and especially no drugs. Give them a call today for that free consultation, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. (laughs) 501-222-8440. Where can you find 16 cold beers on tap, the largest Irish whiskey selection in town, weekday happy hour, as well as college, pro, and even World Cup football games all on big screen TVs? Oh, and let's not forget the great food, great drinks, daily lunch specials, music on the weekends, and a private party room available with reservation. Well, of course it's Dugan's Pub, your favorite Irish pub in Little Rock since 2010. Dugan's Pub, downtown 3rd and Rock
2: Street. Dugan's Pub L.A. 4.com. Southern Four Coating presents the Zone Rewind. Tune in Fridays when Justin West discuss their best moments, sound bites, and interviews of the week. Ready to transform your patio, porch, or pool deck? Call the pros at Southern Four Coating. Find them online at SouthernFourCoating.com.
0: Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market. The steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Ellis out front had it knocked away, got it back, drives the paint to the rim. It's good and one. How about that, L. El Ellis? Quick as a hiccup. On 1037 The Buzz. <laughs>
4: Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds, folks. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon. As I know, uh, got a lot of people that uh, probably have plenty of things bothering them in the world sports still want to hear from you. You can call or text in at 501 661 1037. Astro Record Life fan feedback as well. In fact, how about this from NASCAR, guys, since we're talking about the Razorback basketball team on our Astro Record Life fan feedback says one of my biggest basketball triggers, it's the quote, it's early in the season excuse. Early in the season for everyone, yet teams are not having trouble starting games like we are. Old Dominion was prepared. We were not. Yes, we won, but we are a far superior team and are not starting games great.
5: Yeah, there's a lot to that. And if anybody is using that excuse so far, um, it's really not an excuse. It's not the fact that, you know, you can say that it's early in the season and it's forgiven, they're not playing well. Just the fact that you are playing lesser competition and there's a, a chance to work on some things. Now, with ODU, that was a situation where it could have come back to bite you, but ultimately you won the game.
4: Yeah, and also, you know, there's a lot of teams in college basketball that are highly ranked teams that have already lost games to what they what some would consider less teams. I mean, just look over the past few days. You've had a game like BYU beating San Diego State 74 74- uh, to 65 happened uh, there on Friday and you had a game on Saturday where uh, I guess it wasn't Saturday it was Sunday where you had a team that a lot of people really like like St. Mary's lost to Weaver State at home and also uh, last night you even had a game where Pennsylvania beat Villanova who was a top 25 team now I'm not saying that oh well so you just look at other teams and it's better it's just saying that a lot of times these, a lot of teams in college basketball who are pretty good go up against teams where they have a bad game and the other teams have a good game. But they uh, still end up losing, and that's something that Eric Musselman's talked about. He's like, there's a lot of parity and there's a lot more competition with some of these smaller schools than ever before. So it's like, you know, it's not to make an excuse, but you're going to get your best shot, and if you're a team like Arkansas, you're going to have a target on your back where, hey, Old Dominion, UNC Greensboro, Gardner-Webb, whoever it is, They're going to give you the best shot that they got because that's that's a big deal to them to go into a top 15 ranked opponent's arena and play the arts out. That would make their season type of game if they ended up winning that. So you're always going to get their best shot too. You just have to be able to make sure you're countering that with your best shot and getting the win too.
5: It's almost like getting an early look at what tournament play could be like. The only difference is you are hosting these games and they're at uh, a home arena as opposed to being at a neutral site. so and, and then you do have some games that are being played at neutral sites. Arkansas is going to be there in a few weeks where they're going to be playing some of these neutral site games, and we'll get a better feel for what they look like against some better competition. That's yeah, wild. Nick. Yeah, if it was next Thursday, next Wednesday, next
4: Thursday is when it starts with the Battle for Atlantis games, and uh, you're going to be playing Stanford, and then after that you'll either play, depending on if you win or lose, you'll play the winner or loser of a... Michigan and Memphis team, which both are really good, and oh, and then after you get done there, you got Duke. So yeah, you, uh you don't have no t- no time to mess around. You're going to get some really good competition. You got to start playing your A game. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. It's been a while. Stan's in Little Rock. What's up, Stan?
3: John, my man.
5: <laughs> What's up, How man? you doing? Doing good, Stan.
3: How you doing, freaking Joe?
5: Good. What's up, Stan?
3: Uh, can I keep it real today, freaking Joe?
5: Keep it real always, Stan.
3: Hey man. <laughs> hey man, look at it. Did you see that Georgia Steel Curse shut them boys down? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, they,
3: played with them, they played with them for a quarter and they say, boys, it's time to turn the heat up on these boys. <laughs> you see that Steel Curse, man?
5: <laughs> Stan, come on now.
3: <laughs> I say, I know freaking Joe. I say, freaking Joe, normal call and mess with
5: it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They look good, though. They, they've looked a lot better in more recent weeks than they did. And maybe they were playing down to the competition up until this point. Oh. And they've ramped up. Yeah, I got two
3: things. I got two things for y'all. I'm gonna let you go. I know you got Michael right behind me. I, one of them. But anyway, Michael. Uh, what y'all thought? Look like, hey, looking like they picked up what they left off last year. Like, looking more like a three P freaking Joe and John.
5: Yeah, there's some good competition out there. We I won't know until get, I, hey, Stan. Now. Yeah. When they play at Alabama, that's, that's going to uh, be the start that, of it. There you
3: go from last year. That, that's going to that. be the start of it. Hey, Alabama being the first time, what they do? I say, freaking dope. That still turned deep, they going to show back up.
5: Now, <laughs> what yeah. but if we'll, they don't, though? Yeah, we'll see. Third oh, time. They're going to
3: show up. Hey, it's looking like a three-piece to me, man. I don't <laughs> think nobody can beat them boys.
4: Well, they're in good position. Still got some games left, though, Stan. Still got lots of yeah,
3: games yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on that back, I'm, I'm like Biggie Joe now. Like they picking at the right time, Biggie Joe.
5: Are they? <laughs> yeah, that's what's going on with them. <laughs> <laughs> I know like
3: you don't, it, don't like Biggie Joe. Biggie Joe, I listened to you last week. I know you don't like them. I said, I heard the figure old miss. You don't want to pick the old miss. i listened to you.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I, I wasn't believing. it. Yeah. But they had that it back,
3: up on the basketball team. Let me say something. Let y'all go. The man is, a, like I told you, i got been tell you for the last two, three years. Uh-huh. Man is a great coach. Yep. Must have been a great coach. But. He, one time he ain't got the Nolan vision had, I'm going to let you go. That's why I Nolan wasn't going to win the championship up there. I yeah. know y'all people are going to look at me funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, you going to win that championship? you so Nolan had that 40 minutes of hell. We won't never see that no more. Y'all have a good evening.
4: Right.
5: Appreciate it, Stan. Appreciate it, Stan. Man, We'll
4: little throwbacks, some of the oldies and goodies, because he used peeking at the right time. Uh, no, Nolan Richardson, Steel Curtain, National Championship. It was playing the hits. Forty minutes of hell. Yeah, forty minutes of hell for old Stan and Little Rock. Yeah, playing the hits there. It's good to hear from Stan now. Uh, let's see on our Southern Structural Solutions text line. Uh, this uh, comes from Doug F. He says uh, David Basil for head coach, Roger Scott for line coach, Justin Moore for offensive coordinator.
5: Okay. Well, I mean it's a better combination. Yeah, they than, would. Uh... <laughs> It's a great combination. They'll probably get a little bit of a pay raise
4: if they decide to take on that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. They are still. They seem to be in their right fit. They're in a part of morning mayhem. But, you know, maybe they could be the interims if that, if that ends up happening. Also from the 501 says, John, what triggers me, all the unfounded rumors of what's going to happen and what is not going to happen regarding the head football coach. This person has a source over here, and that person has a source over there, all of which turn out to be unreliable and not true. Yes, it gives us something to talk about, but here's a novel idea. How about finishing the season out, win or lose, and letting the pieces fall into place as they may? Is that too much to ask? Yes, losing is not fun, and spreading false rumors isn't either. The sooner we finish the season out, the better, so we can all move forward. Thank you. I feel you, 501. Uh, But that's just not a reality. Because as fans, people love... Like, coaching carousel, coaching rumors, speculations who's coming who's not playing tracking it is truly one of the more incredibly frustrating annoying but funny comedically in all of sports when it comes to us it's a story like just cuz all it is a speculation 99.9% of the time like and everybody's got their own name and then every yeah everybody starts traveling this is what I'm hearing this is what I'm hearing um, and that sometimes even comes from media members where they're like oh this is what I'm hearing like, well, this booster said this. Well, this uh, board trustee said this. It's just, that's the way it is. It's fun if, if you take it in stride, but it is also, uh, I, I, I don't, I feel like spreading false rumors or anything like that is not, you don't need to be doing that. But when it just comes to the whole, who are they going to hire? who who's, who's doing what? Who's having a meeting at the powerhouse up in Fayetteville? What color is John Gruden's tie? That type of stuff is just fans being fans and having fun and being ridiculous. So,
5: message from Southern Structural Solutions text line Pay Gus Malazon. Malazon or Malazone? Well, <laughs> but in Houston's voice, yeah. Malazan.
4: Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. I think Malazan is perfectly content where he is at at UCF, I would think. Plus, it's like, I mean, you try to hire him like five different times. You're really trying to do it at six time. I mean, because all it's going to do is just give him another raise at UCF. That's what happens. So you <laughs> what I mean, really, <laughs> it's like, what, what's going to change? What's going to be different this time? Like, why is it going to be different this time than all the other times? I don't know. I feel like I feel like he's doing a very good job at UCF. And if I'm Gus, I'm not saying that oh UCF's like a better job than Arkansas. I'm just saying I'm content with what I got going on. I'm hanging out in Florida, get to go to Disney World every day in Orlando. Uh, you know, there's not as high of expectations. Not in the SEC where I got to. You know, I have uh, two years, or I'm gone. I feel like he probably just stays at
5: UCF, and he's making good money doing it. There's another one here that's funny. Mark it down. December 1st. That's the date. So keep, okay. keep that in mind. If uh, something happens on December 1st, we'll give credit to whoever whoever is that saying, is. <laughs> remember December 1st. All
4: right. From the 501. Yes, we will mark that down in history. We'll, make that, uh, we'll give you all the credit in the world if that uh, ends up happening. Also from uh, Hogan and Cersei he says, If Sam wants any grace at all, one last desperate move he could make would be to fire his friend and bring in a new O-line coach. He's referring to Cody Kennedy, which he may end up doing. If, if, if Pittman stays, if he gets another year, folks, there's going to be massive overhaul on the coaching staff, particularly the offense. Like, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the entire offensive staff went on, you know, similar to what the defense did last year. So, that would, that would be my deal. I, I There's no way Sam Pittman stays, and they're just like, oh, yeah, well, you can just keep it status quo, and it, it'll all be fine. Like, there's no way that's ever going to happen. And also from the 501. Man, we're already getting this uh, quick, fast, and in a hurry. Hey, guys, will Arkansas go get Jimbo Fisher, your opinion,
5: please? No. Because Jimbo Fisher, I would hope, Jimbo is never fine. has to coach again if yes. he doesn't want to. Yeah. And, but and, if he wants to, he can double up. Hmm.
4: My thing is, is I... I guess I need to go back and look at the contract. I don't think he had one of those things either that said, oh, no." but if he get another job, no. it's like it's like detracting. No, it's like, no, you just, no matter what it is, no matter what you're doing, this is the money you're getting. There's no offsetting money in there. You can make him the highest paid coach ever because then he could just be like, all right, Jimbo, you'll give you $5 million a year. And then you're already making $7.5 a, a year. So then you you got the highest-paid coach in the country at Jimbo $5 million. Jimbo's doing 7-7, seven seven, yeah. if not more. Hey, well, listen, if there's a certain team out there that's willing to pay it, I'm not saying Arkansas is, but if there's a team out there that was willing to pay that much and to get Jimbo Fisher, you could do a lot
5: worse for $7.5 That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you said it best, it's not happening, but just looking at other options for Jimbo, if, if he was able to double up like that, more credit to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be... Uh, an incredible thing, especially
4: if he goes to say, uh, not just throwing schools out, but if there was a school out there that was didn't have a high expectation, maybe it wasn't in the SEC, maybe it wasn't like, oh, you got to win a national championship in two years, or we're, we're getting tired of you. But if it was a place where he could still pay him pretty well, and then he make the money from A and M, and then he just be able to to kind of run the program he wants to do it. I mean, yeah, that that would be the best of all worlds because maybe he still has a passion for. It. You know, there's a lot of coaches just that way. I have a passion for coaching. I have a passion for. Uh, trying to win, be competitive, but uh, I'll go to a place and make $14.5 million or whatever it is per year, and still do a good job doing it. Maybe that's what he wants, but somebody's going to try to call him. He's going to get some phone calls. Just will he take it is uh, is the bigger question. Let's go back to the phone lines. JD is in Austin. What's up, JD? Hey.
8: Hey. Um, wanted to uh, discuss Pittman's uh, pressure yesterday. Yeah. So, in the in the Past, I've, I've seen a little bit different uh, posturing and, and uh, body language from Pittman than I seen yesterday. Yesterday, you know, he he specifically comes out and says, "No, I, I'm planning on being here a lot longer. You know, I I, I don't think I'm just done yet. I know I, no, I want to keep coaching. I want to keep coaching longer. Well, here's where I think some of that comes from. We we obviously know that he's uh, represented by Sexton now." Right? Is. That changed after the 21 season. So in Pittman's contract, though, if he falls below 500, we know that he his, his buyout's cut in half, right?
7: Mm-hmm.
8: Um, but also, there's a, uh, a stipulation in his contract that says that he, if he's fired, he has to pursue similar employment to help offset that buyout. Well, if, if Arkansas is really his last job and he, he don't want to have to go Look, nobody's going to hire him again to be a head coach. First of all, I mean, yeah, I'm sure somebody would love for him to come back and coach offensive line, but he knows that if, if he gets toasted here at Arkansas, and he should, for the record, I'm saying that, um, that he's likely not going to get another SEC for sure, not another SEC gig, and likely, probably not a, a not another head coach gig. So, what would happen at that point is, is his buyout would be cut way down, anyways, so because he wouldn't be pursuing uh, similar. Uh, employment, right, to offset that buyout. So, Pittman knows that he's up against it either way. And honestly, it's my belief that if if they do candy by the end of the year, they'll end up working a settlement out to where he won't be owed that entire $16 million uh, because he wants to retire anyway, right? So, I I don't think it's it's a $16 million play for Arkansas either way. I I think it's going to be a lot less than that. And, um, I've already called in to an earlier show and mentioned this, but just just briefly, um, I, I understand that the Malzahn boat has probably already sailed, and, and I haven't really been in that camp from the beginning anyways. Um, you know, the last couple of times there's been a coaching search, but honestly, guys, we could do a lot worse than Malzahn. And, uh, and if the speculation really is true that's out there about how the Tysons would would open up the checkbook because they're, you know, they're good family friends with, with the Malzans or whatever. Um, I don't see why that would be such a bad deal.
4: I don't know. I don't, J.D., I don't think it would be a bad deal if they ended up going it. I just, my whole thing is, is I just don't want to go through the long rigmarole once again of, oh, uh, it's you Malzon's job. It's Malzon's job. Oh, he's taking it. Oh, he's got five hours to decide. And, like, and then pff, it ends up being another big nothing burger and, he stays at UCF, and then he just Arkansas just got him paid more, and Arkansas's left holding a bag. Like that's my fear. No,
8: I get that. I get that. But you know, Jerry got his hands slapped. I've got to believe for getting involved with the Morris thing, and that turned out to be hands down maybe the worst hire that will ever be at, at the school. But um, if if all that is, is really true though, and they really can't make it happen. Um, I mean, would you, get, would you guys agree that he's probably worth somewhere between seven and seven and eight wins average a year with a chance? Kind of like the Houston Nut deal. He, he had a, you know, once in every five or six years, the, the stars line up right where you've got a favorable schedule and, and all this and that, and, and you go win nine regular season games with a chance to win ten in a bowl game. To me, I, I think that, that Malzon could do something like that here, particularly with an open checkbook. For you know, portal and NIL purposes.
5: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely that could be done. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that there
4: could. Yeah, for sure. If you got Malzahn, uh, it's not going to be a disaster.
5: Uh, I'll say that. Like,
4: it's not going to go to where you're not even making a bowl game. It's just a matter of is he going to do like is he going to do the things that need to be done at Arkansas? Is he going to make them into that highly competitive team? What's his coaching staff going to look like surrounding him? You know, there'd just be a lot of questions, but no. Uh, like, would he be well, my first choice? No. Malzahn would not be my first choice, but if they hired Malzahn, it, it definitely would not be one that's just like, oh, my gosh, this is horrible either.
8: Right. Hey, but I'll I'll ask you one last question. Do you like the defensive staff we've got now?
4: I do, yeah. I think they've done a pretty good job.
8: Well, you know where they come from.
4: Uh, well, one of them, yeah. from probably
8: the best shot that we would have to retain them, honestly. Yeah.
4: Yeah, you know? I mean that's true, but you know, would Malzahn want that, or would he want to go some other direction? I don't know. I don't um, know, but yeah, you're right. The
5: relationship is there, so it makes sense. Yeah, I yep. mean
4: it would, but you know, coaches are very sometimes egotistical about who they want and how they want, and you know that would be uh, that would be a question for it. Who knows? Maybe you get a better good defensive staff. I don't know.
8: All right, y'all.
1: I appreciate
4: it. I right, appreciate it. Thanks for calling in, JD. Uh, real quick before we take a break, let's get uh, Chuck and Rock. What's up, Chuck?
1: I want to uh, jump in on this Malzahn talk. I actually think hiring Malzahn would be a fantastic idea. Well, first of all, I like Sam. I'd like Sam to go out on his own terms, but I don't want him to stick around so long that he hurts the program. But if Malzahn, if, if there's an opportunity to bring Malzahn back, I hear a lot of people talking about how Malzahn burned us and all this. Malzahn left because he, he got brought in against the head coach's wishes, but he did a great job he did a fantastic job when he was at arkansas and he got demoted in the offseason uh houston up brought in a co-offensive coordinator and he kind of saw the writing on the wall he's never going to get a fair shake while houston Up was a head was a head coach so he left and yeah he used arkansas as as leverage to get raises but then again i don't know what those negotiations look like maybe you know maybe arkansas had a chance to get him and 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 didn't pull the trigger and you know it's it's hard for me to believe that it's all mouths on uh, you know hurting Arkansas considering how he got ran out of here. Uh, you know he he should have he should have been our next head coach back then. Yeah. Um, you know he he's an Arkansas guy and I do think that he would eventually under the right circumstances like to come make that whole thing come full circle and be able to be a hometown hero where he came from. And the previous caller was right on his worst year we're looking at seven seven wins.
4: Yeah. Again, I, I don't think it'd be the worst idea ever, but I also think that there needs to be a lot of due diligence and vetting all the candidates that are possibly out there, Chuck, because we don't want to get in a situation like it was before where no one else gets interviewed. You hire a guy, even though other maybe better candidates would have wanted the job. Like, just trust the process, as uh, Joel Embiid says. Just trust the process. But we appreciate your phone call, Chuck. We've got to take a break, come back with what you doing in the world sports here on Out of Bounds. Stay with us.
7: Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com.
2: I am obsessed with Ulta Beauty's early Black Friday sale because I can find up to 40% off my beauty favorites each week. Shop deals like Tarte Shape Tape Concealer at 30% off, I'll also be gifting myself. And
4: $15 cleansers from brands like Tool and Philosophy, plus up to 40% off select hair tools. Like the Revlon One-Step Blow Dryer Find the gifts that bring joy to everyone on your list this holiday
0: Especially the gift you give yourself Hurry in store or place your online pickup order today Ulta
5: Beauty The possibilities are beautiful Did you know that feeling sluggish or weighed down Could be a sign that your digestive system isn't working at its best? Taking Metamucil every day can help Metamucil fiber powders help promote your daily digestive health using a plant-based fiber called psyllium. The gelling action of this special fiber traps and removes waste so you can feel lighter and more energetic. Metamucil, promoting digestive health for a better you. Learn more at metamucil.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
2: <laughs> Hear that?
0: That's what fun sounds like. Want to know what fun looks like? Then check out Cupid's Lingerie with eight Arkansas locations, including three in Little Rock. Cupid's is a boutique specializing in all things pleasure and play, from lingerie to, well, everything you can imagine and more. Visit shopcupids.com today and treat someone special to something special from Cupid's. Enjoy!
5: (laughs) This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. There's a wonderful Christian hymn titled, Night with Ebon Pinion, which translates as Wings of Darkness. Arkansas Razorback Joseph Pinion is a wing whose perimeter shooting can mean a dark outcome for our opponents. This year's Hog basketball team is loaded for a Final Four run, as Coach Muss builds on his record of success. Here's wishing the Hogs a great season. Double B's presents Joseph Pinion as he joins Randy and Rick each week on Drive Time Sports. Double B's is an Arkansas company with 34 locations across the state, helping make Arkansas strong. Looking for a gift? Double B's has Exxon and Phillips 66 gift cards available. Double B's. It's where you gas it,
4: grab it, and go.
5: That's
4: Double B's. Join me, John Neighbors, and Freaky Joe Franklin live on location at Twin Peaks this Friday from 1 to 4. Happy hour starts at 2 with dollar-off wine, liquor, cheap shots, and ice-cold 29-degree draft brews. Select apps are just 2 4 and $6. See you Friday at Twin Peaks. At Southern Floor Coating, coatings are all they do. And they won't be
7: beat on price. Factory-trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call... You'll talk with a professional interested in your project, not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912 or take a look at southernfloorcoating.com.
0: Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market where they have sliced borscht deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Must dig my dick in the mashed potatoes. Go hogs on 1037 the Buzz.
5: If you're shopping for a vehicle you want to get to Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney has best deals in the market, been doing it 60 plus years, give them a call. 501-982-2102. That's 501-982-2102. New car sales have resulted in an overstock of trade-in vehicles, and Guadney has pre-owned liquidation sale that beats anything in the market. They partner with Capital One to make sure that everyone gets approved for the biggest discounts of the year. Pre-owned tracks and Sparks as low as two ninety-nine a month, and Rogues are as low as one seventy-four a month. Make the trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, guadneychevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise a vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value. Whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet, Guadney's always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on the vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on Chevrolet.com. It's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet, Chevrolet.com.
4: It is a Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds. And now we're going to have Curtis Wilkerson of Hawksports.com join us here in about 15 minutes, talk about Razorback basketball from last night, and also look ahead to their game uh, upcoming against, I believe it's the one that they played last year, just had it pulled up here, because I know uh, Mus was very very much letting his team know that, hey, this is a team, UNC Greensboro. Always get the UNC Greensboro, UNC Asheville, UNC, Asheville, UNC Asheboro, UNC Greenville, whatever. Uh, this is a team that they played last year that uh, is coming up on Friday. And uh, this is a team that uh, really brought them to the brink. So they got to get it going. But we'll talk to Curtis Wilkerson about that uh, here in just a little bit. But there's a lot of things going on in the world of sports. So let's talk about what's trending.
0: What's Trending in Sports is brought to you by Arkansas' Zone West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee, the Razorbacks, and their 1.5 million farmers around the globe. It's fall, so now it's time for your team to stock up on coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the
4: world of sports? We mentioned that the Denver Broncos took care of business last night against the Buffalo Bills by a final score of twenty four to twenty two, which led the Bills to fire their offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey, and they're having Joe Brady be his replacement. As they the Bills turned the ball over four times and had a season high four drops from last night, and uh, Dorsey, of course, has had some success there offensively, but just they needed some sort of scapegoat or some sort of change there, and decided to put him on the uh, chopping block and he's going to be moving on. I feel like he's probably somebody that's going to get a job somewhere else pretty quickly, I would assume, but we'll see. But, yeah, that happened from last night. Razorback basketball took care of business against Old Dominion, 86-87. to Great performances out of L. Ellis, 17 points, 8 assists, 0 turnovers. Those 3 rebounds and a steal. Devo Davis also had 16 points on 6 of 11 shooting with 5 rebounds. And Makai Mitchell, shout-out to him. 15 points, 10 rebounds, a double-double for him. His season, actually his career high as a, as a Razorback, which by the way, can someone explain to me how the plus and minus stuff works? Because everybody last night for the Razorback basketball team had a positive plus number, except for Makai Mitchell, who was minus one. Now, Makai Mitchell had 15 points, 10 rebounds. He only committed one foul. He went six of seven from the field, three of five from the free throw line, had one assist, no turnovers, and two block shots, and ends up with a minus one. I guess all that, that worked.
5: His time on the floor, or they got outscored by a point. If so, it's
4: just it's always wild. It's just funny when you see the stat lines there, and you are like, "Man, like, yeah, that's such a great game." But then seeing him at the minus one mark is it's just wild. But yeah, uh, but yeah, it was a good performance out of Arkansas. Even though uh, they could have done a lot better, but they still won the game, no doubt. Uh, also, in some other news, too, uh, we we're talking about buyouts and talking about college football coaches and money and everything. Well, according to an ESPN report, college football coaches in the Power Five who have been fired since 2022, so you're talking about just, you know, a year ago, less than a year ago, $146 million are owed in buyouts alone to college football coaches. Now, granted, Jimbo's half of that, but still shows you just how many coaches have been fired and how much money has been uh, given to these coaches for being fired just in a matter of one year. Don't hate the coaches, hate the game. Yeah, well, they, I mean, schools are willing to agree to it because the other ones include uh, Brian Harson, who was fired from Auburn at $15.5 million. Scott Frost, fired from Nebraska, $15 million. Jeff Collins, fired from Georgia Tech, $11.4 million. Paul Chris from Wisconsin, $11 million. Carl Durrell from Colorado, $8.7 million. Herm Edwards, Arizona State, $4.4 million. And now Zach Arnett. $4 million dollars and a buyout so best job in the world being a fired power five college football coach
5: gonna continue on that trend does not look like it's changing nope it's only gonna continue to go up i'm just gonna get bigger and
4: better and crazier and wilder each and every time uh but also in uh, some other news which just was kind of a crazy but also sad thing so the university of arizona which of course is a Pac 12 team about to become a big 12 team had success in basketball Uh, especially baseball, too. Well, according to front office sports, the Arizona Wildcats are facing a $240 million school-wide shortage after significant miscalculations in their financial modeling. The cuts are being considered among the school's 23 varsity teams. Everything is on the table when it's terms of dealing with its athletics. So not only do they have a shortage of $240 million, but what they're going to be looking to cut the – like most and probably first will be athletics and will only be impacting all the teams. And I just wonder, was like miscalculations, $240 million. Like exactly where do those miscalculations come in that? be that much money? And how did no one see it earlier? I don't know. just had a lot of questions into that, but man, they need that big 12 money pretty quickly. I think
5: joining that conference and, and they're going to get it. So they're going to be able to make up for it, but that's money that, um, uh... You still want a round, half of it, if they just get half of it back. That's just,
4: man, blows my mind. You know, think about how much money college football coaches are getting in buyouts. And then, I mean, hey, they can just borrow money from Texas A&M. They got plenty of it. Just see if maybe they can uh, send you a loan over that way. Also, the NFL has suspended Texans linebacker Denzel Perryman without pay for three games because of his repeated violations of player safety rules. His latest infraction was a helmet-to-helmet hit. Uh, to Bengals' star wide receiver Jamar Chase with four minutes to go in Sunday's game, which he received an unnecessary roughness penalty. And according to the NFL vice president of football operations, John Runyon, he wrote in his letter, quote, You lowered your head and delivered a forcible blow to the shoulder and then to the head and neck area of the receiver. You had an unobstructed path to your opponent, and the illegal contact could have been avoided. So they have officially decided to suspend him without pay for three games.
5: That's how you send the message. You you know you continue to find players and if they don't get the message then you get a suspension and of course they lose money on top of that suspension so it's just more money out of his pocket throughout the season and that's how you send the message that something needs to change
4: you No, know, so honestly the the best and most consistent way to change is just impact their bank book and they usually get the message and uh, finally also something else that's been a crazy story for anyone's been following it the uh former nhl player adam johnson who was, uh, you know, I want to make sure I put, put this in the right terms, who was unfortunately uh, killed in a, in a hockey game where uh, the hockey skate ended up uh, slicing into his throat area, not to get too gruesome about it, but a man was officially arrested on suspension, uh, suspicion of manslaughter in his death that happened in the South Yorkshire, England area, and that's the police department that ended up doing it. The arrest came two weeks since the incident Happened, and they said in a statement that the post mortem examination confirmed that Johnson died from a fatal neck injury. And the man whose identity has not been released by police remains in custody. So, thinking probably can connect the dots on who that probably was during that time. But still, glad to know that there's uh, hopefully some justice in that because from most people who actually watched the video, which was an awesome, aw- awful video to watch, uh, you can see that it looked like there was a little bit of intent there. So.
5: Yeah. It's a bad deal altogether.
4: Just terrible. Just terrible. But we are up against it. We're going to take a top-of-the-hour update. When we come back, Curtis Wilkerson of Hawksports.com will join us, talk a little Razorback basketball with him, and keep it moving here on a Trigger Tuesday on Out of Bounds. So stay with us.
7: Ranger Scott is warming up those vocal cords to bring you the Razorback Song of the Week on Morning Mayhem. Presented by Dr. Jimmy Tucker at Ortho, Arkansas and 1037 The Buzz.
2: Today is the day. After countless hours of research, cutting back expenses, and nine months of anxiously waiting for her, today is the day you finally bring home
0: your new car.